You're with Julian on the Brown Notes, and why Brexit is the deepest, cruelest cut of all. Last five years have been an absolute nightmare of endless right-wing populism. We've seen the three Murdoch countries appoint the three Murdoch-anointed stooges in Trump, Boris Johnson, and Scott Morrison. Um, but there's something different about Brexit. I mean, America has got rid of its demagogue. It's voted in Joe Biden. I'm not a big fan of neoliberal dem Democrats, but I'm still not going to vote for someone like Donald Trump or the Republican Party over that. Um, so they've got rid of theirs. And at some point, the public in the UK and Australia may, may wake up and, and finally vote out well probably be outnumbered to be fair vote out boris johnson and scott morrison um but we're always going to be left with brexit it's the most damaging thing that any nation has done to itself in the probably in the, any comparable nation in the last 50 years um the whole thing is the biggest con of the century it's all based on lies and it is the ultimate end game of margaret thatcher and thatcherism the uk joined up with neoliberalism and hard-right populism back with Margaret Thatcher in the 1980s, supported by the Sun newspaper and the like. And the same time Reagan did the same thing in America. We called it Thatcherism in the UK. They called it Reaganomics. And the UK has never recovered. It has continued down that path ever since. And the Tory party are like this, I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome amongst the, the, the UK, but every bad thing that's happened to the public of the UK and their quality of life has been a result of the Tory party, the Conservatives in the UK. And this is like the ultimate endgame. Thatcherism arrived, attacked everything, uh, you know, wanted to destroy society and community and unions and manufacturing eroded the quality of life made things more expensive made property developers king and the worship of mammon in the city of london as a financial center turning us over to a service economy privatizing all publicly owned assets um this was all part of thatcherism and it's still going on with the tories today it's still happening in australia neoliberalism eats itself it's a parasitic entity so it doesn't create an economy it drains it and once it's drained it, it needs to create ever more harsh environs to provide more money for itself. So our quality of life goes down and down. The EU itself, when uh, the UK joined under a referendum under Labour in the 19, I think 1975, was a neoliberal entity itself. But it had rules and regulations and respect for social welfare and social needs uh, and systems and rules that stopped the more extreme elements of the hard right neoliberalism. And in the UK, we had three David Cameron elections that had bled the UK dry and made things terrible. Just like in America with Bernie Sanders, Jeremy Corbyn came along with the anti-Tony Blair version of Labour and the public were on board. He became the most popular politician in the UK and would have been the best leader in my lifetime. And at that moment, Brexit occurred. And Brexit was the right-wing populist con of the century. Uh, seeking to restore some golden mythical King Arthur kingdom of the UK. But it was sold to us by right-wing Tories who don't believe in that at all, uh, and also American business interests. And when those two forces align, you know why it's happening. Um, it's going to open up the UK, but it, the whole point of Brexit was to open up the UK to private healthcare and education 
and, and private providers for public services and mainly for UK supermarkets. At the moment, UK supermarkets can't stock American goods because they don't meet EU standards. You don't see much in Australia. You don't see many American chickens or, or cows on our shelves because they don't meet the standards. They pump them full of, they've got such low safety ratings. They use so many chemicals that they're not even allowed to sell them. So the EU protected England in this bubble or the UK in this bubble. And that is one thing that the Tories have always wanted rid of. They will always come after more and more and more. Um, instead of UK, like the people that have been sold Brexit thought that they'd be getting a lot more UK farm produce and stuff like that. They won't. It will be subsidised. This is what you, the America has done for the last 40 years. Gone around the world to third world countries and put trade, like offered them loans with the, with the caveat that you have to now accept American goods. And those American goods are heavily subsidized by the US taxpayer. So there's a brilliant documentary about Jamaica. Jamaica used to be 100% self-sufficient in farm produce and now virtually produces nothing. And American farmers can somehow produce goods cheaper that reach the Jamaican market and they have to because they got lots of loans from the International Monetary Fund and World Bank. So they had to accept all this heavily subsidized American crap. And now they produce nothing. Um, they ran out of third world countries to do this to. The UK was a huge market. It might not be big by American standards, but it is a pretty big market that they can have access to. And then on the other side, you've got countries like China and Russia that want to show how bad Western democracy is. And they are saying, look at the UK and look at America, look at Trump and look at Brexit to show to their own populations that these things don't work. That we are the example in in the UK and in America to Russia and Chinese populations not to have Western democracy because this is what you'll end up with. Um, the US's GDP is twenty trillion dollars, which is a lot. The UK's is only three trillion dollars, but you're still in you know one sixth of the American economy is still massive. I mean, the American economy is the biggest in the world by GDP, but. The UK's economy is now 71% service industries. Um, agriculture is only just over half a percent of the UK's GDP, manufacturing about 17%. Um, most of our economy is based around services for financial industries, retail in shops, leisure industries, pubs, and they employ 82% of the population. Um, so our manufacturing base was killed off by Thatcher a long time ago. I mean, Australia's is about half as big as the UK's. But the European Union's is about $18 trillion. It's nearly as big as America's. It's the second biggest GDP on Earth. China's is only $13 trillion. And they're the second biggest single country. The EU as a bloc is the second biggest economy in the world. And here's where the Australia analogy comes in. The UK exports... 50% of its exports to the European Union. Now, we're crying in Australia about 33% of our exports being cut off by China and that devastating our economy. Imagine 50%, $470 billion a year to Europe, which has just been cut. And we have no idea what, what will happen to that $470 billion of exports that we have or where that will go now that it's 
not going to be part of a European bargaining agreement. And on the 31st of December is when we might have a no-deal Brexit. We, um, sorry, $250 billion of our exports go to uh, the EU, $470 billion in total. Um, the UK imports $670 billion, and 60% from the European Union under the current trade agreements. 60% of the imports into the UK are now not part of a trade agreement. Or from the 31st of December, if they don't come up with one magical one, which they haven't done so far, that's 50% of our exports and 60% of our imports are just going to die overnight. And no one knows what's going to happen. This is the most damaging thing. 13% of our imports are from America. You look at 60% of our imports from the EU, why do you think American business interests are so keen for Brexit to happen? Why have right-wing Republicans and neoliberals supported Brexit? Well, they want some of that 60%. They want the tiny 13% of imports they have going to the UK to change into being part of that 60% that, we that the UK gets from Europe they want some of that cash because it's hundreds of billions of dollars a year that they can get, which they don't currently have and they can't get at the moment because their goods don't meet European standards, even makeup. I think something like 4,000 things are banned in European makeup and something like four are banned in American makeup. We've heard about chlorinated chicken. You never see American beef on the shelves it's because the produce doesn't meet our standards. So our supermarkets will soon be in the UK full of heavily subsidised by the American taxpayer cheap crap. And that's what Brexit's about. Um, the, um, the interests that represent those business lobbies in America will become the number one lobbying force in the United Kingdom. The idea that we're going to get sovereignty out of this Scotland and Ireland may leave us. Northern Ireland may join with the Republic of Ireland who aren't leaving Europe and go their own way. They'd be wise to do so. Scotland's fishing industry is a massive part of its economy and they don't want to leave either. So we might end up getting all this sovereignty for England alone. And the people that want Brexit don't care. They burn the house down. If you show them every single bad thing that's going to happen, they don't care. They want Brexit. That's it. And when it happens and when it's a disaster, they just won't care either. They will still say, good, we're glad. Um, I think America will then start working on the UK's wages and conditions. And they will definitely try and Americanise the UK economy so that the employer has far less rights at work. Unions are hammered. Um, they'll break open uh, private enterprise being allowed to come into things like public health care and public education. And because of the things like the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which was very Soviet passed in secret, well, we don't really know what the paperwork is, but that allows large multinational corporations to sue sovereign governments. So we're giving away our sovereignty to large corporations. We're swapping it from Europe, a benign force really, whatever their faults, and giving it to rapacious American companies. They will be our sovereign rulers. They will take us to court every time we try and stick up for sovereignty and say, we don't want this company coming in and, and joining with the NHS. They'll sue us, and they will, because these are parts of the Trans-Pacific or whatever variant of that partnership has come through in secret, and we don't even know the ramifications of it all. 
will find it difficult to ever get out of this position in the UK. Um, I live in Australia now, but I'm, I'm from the UK originally, and this is the biggest disaster of my lifetime, and it's self-inflicted. And it happened because a bunch of right-wing populists in the UK didn't know what they were doing. Boris Johnson himself said in 2013, England must leave the European Union in order to understand its problems are homegrown and not Europe. He said that, the leader of Brexit. He went into Brexit just the same as Trump went in to the presidential race in America because he was certain he would lose. To boost his image, to become a star like Nigel Farage of the right, he had no intention of winning. He didn't think they would. But we didn't understand the impact of Facebook and things like social media on the political process back then. With disinformation, with people like Cambridge Analytica using weapons of war on civilian populations to slightly change public opinion, one and a half percent of the country has been the difference between remain and leave. And now they act like the country only belongs to 49% of the people, uh, 51% of the people, and the other 49 can go and hang. I used to have a passport that meant I could live and work anywhere in Europe from December the 31st. I would happily give up my British passport to any European nation that would have me. Um, this should never have been allowed to happen, and we were lied to. The, the biggest threat to the UK is the Tory party, and we just gave them the keys to the kingdom. We've given them more power through Brexit than they have ever had in their life, when we should have been looking at them as the problem and not Europe. So um, populism may die one day, but Brexit is going to be forever.